By the time Matthew Shepard finished high school, he had already traveled to Saudi Arabia, Switzerland, and Morocco. He loved traveling and could make friends anywhere he went, but his real passions were politics and advocating for equality in the LGBTQ plus community. Matthew's work would eventually be cut short after being assaulted in one of the most notorious anti-gay hate crimes in American history. We are your hosts, Sherry Ferreira and Helen Allen. This is The Chalk Line. Good evening, everyone, and the highlights of the news this Thursday. Matthew was born on December 1st, 1976 in Casper, Wyoming. His mother, Judy, said she first realized he was gay when he was about eight years old, and his favorite costume was Dolly Parton. The queen. Yeah, queen. I queen. <laughs> I mean, absolute best costume. Go off. Just, that's amazing. <laughs> Literally. He had a brother named Logan who was four years younger than him, and the differences were night and day. I mean, Logan was athletic, tall, and liked to keep to himself, where Matt was not athletic, pretty short, and loved the company of others, just very outgoing and talkative. A little butterfly. A little social butterfly. But despite these differences, you know, they're siblings, they still loved each other, and they had a very close connection. When he was younger, he started leaving notes in people's mailboxes, and after being told, like, hey, that's that's illegal. You, like, probably don't. Yeah, probably don't, don't, don't like, leave mess with notes. people's notebooks. Like, mailbox. Yeah, he was like, okay, fine, fine. And then he started leaving rocks in people's mailboxes. So that's better. Yeah, way better. I mean... So what's worse? <laughs> like... <laughs> I know he's eight yeah. or whatever, and he has so, these intentions of an eight-year-old, but, like, um... He thought people would appreciate would a rock. Would you prefer, like, a note that's, like, clearly written by an eight-year-old? Yeah. Or would you just prefer, like, rocks in I your don't, box? Like, because, like, here's the thing, like, I don't know if I'm paranoid. I mean, I know I'm paranoid, oh, but... Oh, yeah. If I just started getting rocks, I'd be like, is this an omen? Oh, my God, if we know anything from this podcast, it's that you're paranoid as hell. Can I just say, um, I fully, like, a few months ago, this random rock showed up in my apartment. Do you remember Wait, this? no. I just, this random rock showed up in my apartment, and I had texted, like, everybody that was in my apartment for the last, like, three months before that and i was like was it you oh Did my you leave god you psycho but like how does a rock show up in your apartment was it like a big rock or like a it little a pebble from rock. a shoe no, okay no, it was like the size okay. of like my fist okay her fist is really tiny so no no i have big <laughs> hands i have big hands <laughs> the point is Mm. A rock showing up is alarming. Mm. So a rock mm. in the mailbox? Mm. Don't be a <laughs> <laughs> If you got just like rocks in your mailbox, you'd be like, who is doing this? And are they trying to send me a message? <laughs> it's the mafia. I don't know what kind of messages they're sending okay. lately. I haven't checked well, in. Matt's neighbors were not concerned at all, like you are. Um, They knew it was him, and they knew he meant well. (laughs) So, it was pretty good. Okay, good. Matt, like many other people in the LGBTQ plus community, had a deep fear of his family rejecting him if he came out as gay. Mm-hmm. So he first came out to his guidance counselor in high school. Oh, that's kind of nice that he felt like 
close enough with an adult, even if it's not... My thing is, like, even if it's not your family, because I understand how scary that can be, but it's extremely isolating, I think, for, like, younger people, like, in high school and even younger than that to not have any adults that they feel like are accepting of their lifestyle. It's one thing to have friends your age accepting of you, but thank God for that counselor because it's so important to know that there's, like, an adult who made it in the world that is also, like, it is totally 1,000% okay to be you. You I agree. It just feels completely different, I would imagine. Right. So I'm glad that that was a situation he was comfortable with. Yeah. He went to high school in Casper until his father got a job to be an oil rig inspector in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. So Matt and his whole family moved, hoping it would broaden their knowledge of the world and just help them understand new things. Okay, so it kind of sounds like his family's open-minded in the first place. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Since there were no American high schools in Saudi Arabia, Matt finished his last year of high school at the American school in Switzerland. They called themselves TASSES. Oh, yeah, like yeah, I've actually heard of it. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah, it's a pretty good oh my school. God. <laughs> I went there. <laughs> you didn't know this about me, but I'm... I'm, I'm tasked. I graduated <laughs> top of my class. Even though this was a huge culture shock, I mean, they came from Wyoming, mm-hmm. Matt still made friends just as easy and man- maintained his outgoing personality. And throughout this time, Matt became a huge advocate for accepting everyone as they are and really coming into his own. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, he was also big on politics and liked reading the newspaper. I, I love mean, that about him. What kind of... <laughs> He's adorable. <laughs> he dreamed of becoming a diplomat and was so motivated uh, to make a change. That's awesome. During his senior year of high school, Matt got the opportunity to go to Morocco. It was a school-sponsored trip, which Matt and his friends had to advocate so hard for. The school was unsure if they trusted the safety of the area, but seeing that the kids had so much interest in the place, they were finally given the green light. Hmm. Okay. One night at about two in the morning, Matt knocked on his friend's door with what can only be described as a blood-curdling scream. He had no shirt on and no shoes, and he tells them that he had been pulled into an alley by six men was robbed, brutally beaten, and raped. No. His mom says he never really recovered from the attack. He didn't want to do theater again. He never wanted to be in large crowds. He even adopted the posture of a victim. He would hunch over and didn't want to look people in the eye. No. Oh, my God. That is so incredibly devastating. Heartbreaking. Matt sustained immense trauma after this and was treated for depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and had suicidal thoughts. His assailants were never caught, so Matt returned to Switzerland and started seeing a therapist. Do you know by chance, like, if they, like, attempted to do an investigation? Or, I mean, it's so difficult because of the, like different boundaries here like his parents being out of the country the school being an american school i mean nothing that i could find the only thing that was brought up was that i guess they looked if they couldn't find them but also that doesn't mean there was a lack of trying right and it's also assumed that they attacked him because he was gay okay yeah i i know i i mean i don't know too 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 much about this case but i know reading it um he wasn't when he was at school, he wasn't so much, like, 
someone who shied away from who he was. Exactly. So he wasn't, like, walking about the streets, like, putting on a front of a very, very straight man. Yeah. Like, he was kind of just being himself. So, yes, I would imagine that this played a part in his attack. 100%. Matt still finished high school on time and graduated in 1995, surprisingly. I mean... Jeez. Hmm. But the events of that trip still stayed with him. Wow. After graduating high school, Matt faced one of his biggest fears and came out to his mom. Um. This was huge. I mean, he had such a close relationship with his family, and to keep this from them must have felt like a huge burden. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so, like I said, Matt had this deep fear of being rejected by his family. So when his mom just sort of shrugged it off and accepted him, I can't imagine the relief he felt. Absolutely. That must have been so nice. Yeah. She reassured him and just made sure he knew everything was okay and literally nothing had changed. I'm so happy. That's so good to hear. But Matt still wasn't ready to tell his dad. So he had his mom promise not to tell so she's like, yeah, okay, I got it. And she turns right around and tells him anyway. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Miss Judy girl, please, I have some questions. But she says she did it because she wanted Matt's dad to prepare himself for the day that Matt did tell him. Okay. Judy's- I mean, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> to be totally honest, like, you know... Uh, men suck sometimes when it comes yeah, to anything. You know, nothing against men, but yeah. sometimes they can be dumb, just like sometimes women can be dumb, yes. and sometimes they're dumb together. <laughs> but like, I get maybe like wanting to prepare someone so that for something this big as like a mama bear, you just mm-hmm. want to make sure that like. When your son is having his moment, everyone reacts properly. Of course, because it's always going to be that initial reaction that's going to stay with someone. Right. Forever, he's going to remember the way his dad reacted when he did tell him. Exactly. So I imagine she was probably like, let's get ahead of it. Yeah. Let's take away the shock factor and let's let him say what he should say Mm -hmm. and what he knows he should say. Yeah. Versus what he might say because he's like, oh, what? You are? Like, exactly. You know? She just wanted Matt to have the easiest transition yeah. from. So he can remember a beautiful moment instead of like a, a messed up one. Exactly. Accident. And Not that... because I'm saying his dad wouldn't accept him, but but maybe just without the right words or something. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine it's a shock and for someone releasing all that and seeing someone maybe even have the slightest off reaction can just be so off-putting, you know? Yeah. But that's exactly what Judy says. She didn't want Matt to face any sort of doubt that they still loved him because, like I said, it's that initial reaction that's going to stay with him. Mm -hmm. And when Matt eventually did tell his father, he played it off very cool and acted like it wasn't even a big deal. Oh, that's nice. Worked out great. Good. Matt still faced a massive amount of trauma from what happened in Morocco and grappled with what was next for him. He started attending a college in Denver, Colorado when he got back from Switzerland and was still very depressed. Mm -hmm. He felt lonely and confused, so he decided to make a move, one that would bring him a little closer to home. Okay. Matt started going to the University of Wyoming at Laramie and studied foreign relations, languages, and political science. On campus, Matt was open about his sexuality and became involved in the university's LGBT Student Association. Matt's mom says, we just felt like he was finally coming around to being himself again. Oh, I'm so glad. 
thing. I feel like I just keep saying that. No. <laughs> every time you deliver something sad, you follow it up with like, but then he got back on his feet and he did this. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> just his biggest fan. I'm his biggest fan. It's just, <laughs> Foam finger it and all. <laughs> Love it. On October 7th, 1998, Matt went to a bar in Laramie and planned to meet up with some friends. They were going to plan the LGBT Awareness Week on campus. They all met up at the Fireside Lounge and began planning everything. After everyone was getting ready to go, Matt was like, let's stay a while. You know, let's grab a beer. But he couldn't persuade anyone to stay, so he sat at the bar and ordered a beer. He wasn't going home. He wasn't going home. Mm -hmm. After about sitting for an hour, he was approached by two men, Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson. They got to talking and they said they were high school dropouts who had roofing jobs. After talking for some time, they left the bar, and what happened that night would cause one of the most notorious anti-gay hate crimes in American history and spark a worldwide activist movement. Oh, God. Yeah. McKinney and Henderson set out that night to attack Matt. They posed as gay men with the intention to lure Matt back to their car, and Mm. they did. They got Matt to come back with them to McKinney's pickup truck, and planned to only quote-unquote rob him. But from the moment Matt got in the car, McKinney pulled out a gun, beat him up, took his wallet, and proceeded to drive a mile out of town in Sherman Hills. They went down a dirt path that ended in a rocky prairie with sagebrush and just a bunch of grass. Okay. After the two men dragged Matt out of the car, they went on to punch and pistol whip him. An autopsy would later determine that Matt was hit 19 to 21 times in the head with the butt of a 357 caliber Magnum Smith in Wesson Pistol. The final blow irreparably damaged Matt's brainstem. Oh my god. Sheriff O'Malley says, The only time I've ever seen those dramatic injuries were in high-speed traffic crashes. You know, where there was just extremely violent compression fractures to the skull. Oh my god. Henderson then used a clothesline to tie Matt up to a log fence, and he was unconscious, and they left him there to die in the freezing cold with no ID or shoes. It would be 18 hours before before someone would find Matt. The next day, a mountain biker fell from his bike and noticed what he originally thought was a scarecrow tied to a fence, but as he got closer, he realized it was Matt's body. The biker ran to notify authorities, and Sheriff's Deputy Flutie reports that when she got to the scene, Matt was on his back with his arms behind him. His respirations were few and far between, and she says she thought he was younger than what he was just because his stature was so small. She attempted CPR and told him, Baby boy, I'm here, kiddo. You're going to be okay. Hang in there. Don't give up. Come on. You can do this. Wow. Matt was rushed to the hospital at Pordray Valley in Fort Collins, Colorado, and he was put into the intensive care unit. They notified Matt's parents, who were still in Saudi Arabia, and they rushed down to get to Matt. I can't imagine how long that trip oh, was. Getting them. from getting the call to like leaving the plane. I don't know how long to the flight just is. Just sitting but... on the plane, no matter how long the flight is, <sighs> that is the longest traveling of your life, hands down. 
Matt never regained consciousness and died five days later, surrounded by his loved ones. <sighs> Investigators got to work, but they didn't actually have to do that much digging. The night after McKenney and Henderson committed the most gruesome crime, the idiots got into a street fight and were arrested. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when I say the night of, I mean literally just a few minutes later, both men were caught with Matt's belongings, including the blood-modeled pistol. So, like, what? What the hell is wrong with them? They're the dumbest people alive. Certified. I mean, uh, (laughs) you've got to be dumb to, like, go out of, like, for them even to claim, like, oh, yeah, it's just supposed to be a robbery, and they just did all of the things that they did for the deputy on the scene to be like, this is the actual worst thing I've ever seen. I've only ever seen this type of trauma in, like, severe accidents with cars involved. It's like... Okay. I can't. So these guys now want to say, like, oh, it's just supposed to be a robbery. So already we knew they were dumb. But let's keep going. I want to hear more. Yeah. They were later arrested along with their girlfriends, Kristen Price and Chastity Paisley, who were also convicted for disposing of evidence and lying to police officers about their whereabouts. Okay, so they're all disgusting. Could you imagine being a girl and standing by your boyfriend after hearing about this? Not my boyfriend anymore. No, no, I don't I, even I, know him. We, Actually, I yeah. killed him. Sorry, yeah, officer. Sorry. I took care of the problem. Yeah. No Let's worries. <laughs> There's no need for an expensive trial. Yeah. I solved it. Saved He's us money. dead and done. <laughs> it's good. What followed Matt's death was just a wave of support. News spread to every news outlet. It made headlines in newspapers, and everyone was in an uproar over this. Good. Celebrities and politicians gathered on the U.S. Capitol steps to address the visual, along with thousands of other people. I'm so glad to hear that. Matthew's funerals and his attackers' hearings at the Laramie Courthouse were filled with media, crowds of people, and protests from members of the Westboro Baptist Church. The scum of the earth. Exactly. Reverend Fred Phelps of the Westboro Baptist Church and his flock, who included children, held placards dubbed with homophobic slurs and shouted to mourners that the dead student was burning in hell. Oh, my God. Matt's dad, Dennis, remembers law enforcement making him wear a bulletproof vest to step on the church, um, to step outside of the church which had been scorned by bomb-sniffing dogs. Oh, my God. SWAT teams were positioned at the front and back of the building, and police snipers were surrounding the rooftops. Well, at the very least, this is a disgusting scene that they have to do it. Yes. But at the very least, thank God they are doing it. A hundred percent. You know, showing, like, that law enforcement is supporting this funeral, that, like, government officials want this to happen. The fact that it's even, like... The church is, like, you know, standing, like, not the Westboro Baptist Church, but the the Episcopal Church. Like, at least they are, like, honoring Matthew's death. Of course. And everyone is doing what they can to make it a better service. 100%. Dennis and Judy kept Matt's urn of ashes at home until they were able to safely put him to rest partly out of concern that whatever memorial they did would be desecrated yeah i can understand that that's 
horrible to even have to consider when you want to honor your son and, you know, do justice to his burial, to memorize yeah, him, I, to have a place to go to remember him. I mean, it's the very least they could have something like that. Yeah, they deserve at least that much. You're right. But this hate wouldn't last long because Matt's friend had an idea. I'm really excited. (laughs) They got together and constructed these huge angel wings connected to PVC pipes using duct tape to block out hateful groups of protesters. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen the pictures for this. It's so cute. We'll post them on our Instagram and you guys can see, but it was huge angel wings. I mean, it blocked out every group of protesters and the Westboro Baptist Church and all their hateful sayings. They actually did that at the the nightclub shooting in yes, um, Orlando, right? Yes. Yeah. They that's so amazing. It's known as the Angel Action now and it's it sparked this great thing. Yeah. It's it's I love when people can just like get together and make the like hateful group look like idiots. Like no longer is anyone paying attention to all the hate. They are just watching, like, witnessing all of these people supporting this great cause. And it's just, like, this is so much more beautiful. And, oh, I love that. Same. It's also awesome to think that, like, we know of this, you know? Like, something huge has come from this. Oh, it gets real. <laughs> like, so at the time, I'm glad you bring that up because at the time, federal laws only covered hate crimes based on religion, color, race, and national origin, but nothing mm-hmm. for crimes against someone's sexuality or sexual orientation. Yeah. With Matt's death, people rallied for a change in the law. Henderson and McKinney's charges were raised to felony murder and kidnapping. It wasn't until April of 1999 that the cases finally got looked at. Okay. Henderson ended up taking a pre-child... A, Henderson ended up taking a pre-trial plea agreement that took off the death penalty in exchange for two consecutive life sentences. While McKinney moved to trial and argued the gay panic defense... Oh, my loser, God. Loser! <laughs> <laughs> But it was ruled out by Judge Barton Voigt. So, can we talk about the gay panic defense for a second? Lots. Because we obviously learned about this in school, mm-hmm. but for people who don't know, the gay panic defense is actually a piece of law. It is basically, it is just saying, I was nervous because a gay man was hitting on me and I am straight. Mm-hmm. And that gave Not me... to mention that we know that these two guys posed as gay men on purpose. So where is the claim that Matthew hit on them? They are the ones who pretended to be gay. So how can you be like, I was a straight man who was panicked by a gay man hitting on me while I was pretending to be gay? Losers. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. That sounds like the natural consequence to me, huh? Yeah. Oh Idiots. my god, I cannot believe he was able to argue that. Me too, but thankfully it was ruled out. And oh, so he wasn't able to argue it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, right. he, he wanted... Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. Sorry. I just get passionate Uh-oh. about this I, We love your passion. We Here at the Chalk Line, we support passion. 
McKinney would end up being charged with consecutive life sentences as well. Good. Bye. In response, the local law enforcement Hate Crimes Prevention Act, later called the Matthew Shepard Act, was introduced to fix the failure of the law to acknowledge the rights of LGBTQ plus people. Even though the bill got passed by the House of Representatives, it got pushed back because of massive opposition from Republicans. Ugh. Frustrating. So annoying. But, For what? But in 2009, a modified version of it was approved by the House and Senate, which was later signed by President Barack Obama. Hell yeah. It, it became officially known as the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act of 2009. Yes. It's been only 12 years since the law recognized the right to protect people who are victims of crimes based on their sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability for the so first time crazy. ever, only it's 12 years so ago. so crazy to think about that. It was clear from first hearing what happened to Matt and the way his attackers spoke about him using several hateful words during interviews all centered on minimizing him because of his sexual orientation that this was a hate crime. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember, Sheriff O'Malley was first put on the case and was struggling with how to treat the investigation. Mm-hmm. He says, prior to this investigation, I was pretty homophobic. And mind you, he's like this thick mustached guy from Wyoming and like... So a guy from Wyoming. <laughs> you guys can picture it. He says... um. He says, quote, um, I was mean-spirited towards the gay population. I would be the first person that would tell a joke about gay Americans and uh, the word rolled off my tongue very easily. And when I got involved in the investigation, I was forced to interact with Matthew's friends, many of which were gay and lesbian, and I very quickly started to lose my ignorance. Good. That is... So obviously it's not great that, you know, he made jokes about the gay population and stuff like that but I am very glad to hear that this case has changed the minds of like people who would maybe not otherwise experience something like this to change their minds like it's nice to know that Matthew made this effect on someone with such great pull in the area like he's a sheriff and it's nice to know that Matthew kind of created a better world for people after him that this sheriff might deal with you know i agree since then matt's parents judy and dennis have dedicated their lives to helping change laws and raising awareness about the violence against the lgbtq plus community they started the matthew shepherd foundation to honor matt's life and aspires to help the community he loved so much Judy and Dennis made the site to help teach parents with kids who are questioning their sexuality and the ways to properly respond to them. They work tirelessly to ensure safety, visibility, and, and inclusivity for the entire LGBTQ community. Here is a quote from Matthew Shepard's journal. Um, we just thought that this would be a nice way to honor him and close off this episode. Quote, I am funny, sometimes forgetful, and messy, and lazy. I'm not a lazy person, though. I am giving and understanding, informal and polite. I am sensitive. I am honest. I am sincere. 
I am not a pest. I am my own person. I am warm. I love helping. I love smiling. I love being myself. I love learning. I love eating. I love airports. I love hugs. I really am. Funny, nice, hopeful, energetic, giving, sometimes selfish. Sincere, generous, irritable, gay, cute, interesting, smart, poor, humble, and outgoing. I think about life, love, God, the future, clothes, money, friends, my family, expectations, the air, people's feelings, TV, war, terrorism, and myself. Those words were written by Matt and are among a collection of his personal effects donated by his family. They're all on display at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of American History in the U.S. Capitol, where he will be forever remembered for his work to protect the LGBTQ community. Shepard now rests in the crypt of the neo-Gothic edifice alongside the likes of former President Woodrow Wilson, Helen Keller, the pioneering deaf-blind academic, and George Dewey, the 19th century naval officer for whom the rank of Admiral of the Navy was created. So when his mom remembers him as a boy saying, do you think I'll be famous someday? One way or another, I guess he got there, she adds. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the Chalkline Pod, Twitter at the Chalkline Pod, and you can follow along our YouTube channel. The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune in next Thursday for another story.